You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Vision Sunday. Uh, if anybody would like to buy a T-shirt, you can have this one for £50 after I've used it. I'll even wash it for £50. Okay, welcome to Vision Sunday. It's great to be with you all. Um, and I'm going to be brief and read from my notes so I don't overrun. So today we want to remind you all about the vision that God has given us as a leadership uh, over a number of years, and which a few years ago we attempted to write down in a few words. And this will be familiar to many of you and be new to some of you. So these words that we're going to read in a moment talk about the values that we hold as a church, and they also, they also describe the church that we believe God has called us to be. So it's more values-based and who we want to be rather than a list of things that we do. But there are things that we do. So the vision that we aspire to is something that unites us as a church as across all sites, and unites us as elders and leaders. It is the foundation of heart and heart of all we do. In the Bible, God paints a picture of his church as something wonderful, beautiful, and a bride that he loves passionately. He loves you. He loves us with so much love. And we want to love the church to his church. We aspire that with God's help, we grow to become that church. From this vision of the church flows all our ministry, all our plans and programs, and all, they, all those plans and programs and ministries work towards achieving this vision. Uh, but today we want to be focusing on the heart of it rather than the ministries. The vision is expressed in four pillars. The first pillar is God-centered. And this is the first and most important. All the others flow from this vision, God-centered. Now, it may seem obvious to say that a church is God-centered. Sometimes in church, it's not that obvious. It should be obvious but we want to say uh, what God-centered means for us, CLC. So for each pillar, we've got a sentence and a paragraph that describes the values of that pillar. And we've updated a bit this from what, um, so it might be slightly different from what you've seen before. So this, the paragraph is this. We believe, is it going to come up? We believe that faith in Jesus enables us to become God's children and put him at the center of our lives. God gives his word, the Bible, to instruct us and his spirit to empower and lead us. We seek his presence in all we do. That's a paragraph of our values. The sentence is the bit in bold. Faith in Jesus enables us to become God's children and put him first in our lives. We also wrote the church we see a vision of the church we want in terms of God-centered. We've changed that slide to the church we seek. That's something a bit more uh, going after rather than it requires our part. So we say this, we seek a church that is continuously filled with the presence of God in all that it does, empowered and led by his spirit and through his word, the Bible. A church where people experience the fullness of God's power and love in their lives and where healing and spiritual gifts are consistently evident. Amen. Does that sound like a good church to be in? That's what we aspire to. We do love it when people say that CLC 
Christian Life Church is friendly or well organized. They don't often say that. Or has good worship, <laughs> or good kids' work, or good coffee. We love that. But what we really want to hear people say is that they meet God here. And people sometimes do. Visitors come and say, God is here. There's a lot we could say about how we seek to be a God-centered church. We're just going to be brief and mention two verses. So the first verse is when Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment? And he replied this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. Mark 12 verse 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. We desire to be a church that love God, loves God 100%. Okay, Pastor Adriana. Good morning. And now I'm going to... Thank you. Um, yeah. So I'm going to read you uh, the second verse, which is in Matthew 6.33. And it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So as we sang and Hannah said, God has a perfect plan for his church and for each one of us. And his plan is better than anything that we can ever imagine or think of or we can ever ask for. That's the perfect plan that God has for us. And I believe that this plan is revealed to us through seeking God. Um, so as we seek God, he reveals and guides us into that plan. So, but it's a journey. And it's a journey of trusting, following, and experiencing God's love. And so Jesus tells in this verse, uh, seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So what is the kingdom of God? And in Romans 14, 17, it says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. So these things that we should seek. And, but it's not the righteousness that we, we have everything right that we do everything right, or that we do want to get things right, but it's the righteousness that God gives us as a gift for those who believe in Jesus Christ, and he gives us that gift, and he brings us into right relationship with him. And the joy, it's not the joy, the happy moments, but you know, it's a joy that is independent of our circumstances. It's a joy that we can, it's, it's beyond the happy moments. And it's not the peace that everything has to be perfect in every way. But it's the peace that we can feel even when we are in the middle of the storm or troubles, we can still feel that peace. But this joy and peace and righteousness, we can only found them, find them in God through Jesus Christ. And the more we seek God, the closer we are going to feel to his presence, the more we are going to be shaped in his own image, 
and the more we are going to experience his presence, his peace, his joy, his love. And then we are able to love people in the same way, only by experiencing God's love. Uh, but that is a journey, like I said. But the good news is that we don't have to do this journey by ourselves. In, um, in, it's not on our own strength, in our own strength. In Philippians 2.13, it says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So it's God that gives us the desire to seek him. Even to seek God, we need God to put the desire in our hearts. And so how do we seek God? We seek God through reading our Bibles, praying, speaking to God and listening to him. So God gave us the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And so and he helps us and guides us. And when we read our Bible, the Holy Spirit gives us a revelation of God and his word. He helps us to pray. When we don't know how to pray, the Spirit intercedes for us. In our weaknesses, he's there. And, but he also helps us to live a life full of goodness, an abundant life, a life full of his presence. And the, so the more we seek God, the more we're, we are going to experience all of that. Our God is a great God. He's a good, good father, and he knows how to give good things to us. And so, and we are going to experience God's love through seeking him. We can, we can see God's love in people's lives, yeah? So we can see when, you know, by the way, by their kindness, by the way they talk, or the way they serve, the way they give, they, the way they encourage each other. We can see God, God's love in all of that. But we can only experience a personal experience with God. It's through the Holy Spirit and through seeking him. And I was thinking, and it's like a, a friendship. So I can be introduced to my friend's friends, and, but I can only get to know them. You know, I, I can only know them if I make time to get to know them, you know, to talk to them, to spend time with them. And that's when I'm going to get to know them. And it's the same with God. It's only when I spend time with God that I'm going to have this personal experience of his love and his peace and his joy and everything that he has for us. But it requires all of that. It requires time, uh, but desire. But we know that we read earlier that God puts this desire in our heart to seek him. And, and so, and, and that's what God wants. He, he is our friend and he wants us to be his friend. He's calling each one of us to build a close and intimate relationship with him, to, to follow him. He's longing to hear our voices, to spend time with us. And so just to finish, let's just ask God to put this desire in our heart more and more so we can seek him and find him and walk with him, close with him. So we don't have to fear. Earlier on, Sam uh, gave a word when we were praying that, you know, the more we seek God, the less fear we are going to have something like that. Yeah, because we are going to be full of his peace and joy. 
and presence and that and the fear is going to fade because we trust in God in every way uh yeah so coming I'm going to pass on to uh, to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry just to just to sum it up uh we see we seek a church full of people that love God 100% and seek the kingdom of first and it's not because we feel we have to it's rather that we have received God's love, been overwhelmed with his love, and we want to do it in response. Um, practical, there's a practical side to this, and there's two parts to that. There's an individual part and a corporate part. So individually, we need to be seeking God, reading our Bible, praying. Pray for this church, please, and spend time with God. Uh, what, how we express this corporately is that we have an emphasis on worship. We preach and teach from the Bible, God's words, not our own opinion. And we are a church that's committed to prayer. So please, engage with the 21 days of prayer, starting today. Pray in your services before the meeting. Be there ready to pray for the service. Come ready to worship. I want to say, let's put God at the center of each of our lives. And together as a church, put God right in the center of CLC. And now I'm going to pass to Andrew and Karis. Isn't that amazing? Good. Um, so we're on to the second pillar, which is connect, represented by this little badge here. We have a sentence that defines this, and then together we're going to say together what the, the pillar is because it's not just us that's committing to this this isn't just us this is us so we believe that in connecting us to God Jesus also connects us to each other we are called to community to express our faith together every every person is important every person has a part to play Every person has a gift to offer. This isn't exclusive. And then this is what we're committing to. Next slide. We seek. Okay. Can you, can you all see that? Okay. So it's quite long, but it's good stuff. So together. We seek a church that is an inclusive community of people. God's family of all generations and cultures connected through their faith in Jesus Christ, in God's family. People from every walk and background can experience love and restoration, are seen as important and are fully committed to play their part and bring their individual gifting to benefit the whole. I think what's interesting is we've just looked at God-centered you know what they say, have you heard that expression that says that you become like what you focus on, that you begin to look like that. As we become God-centered, we become like him. We begin to take on his character. We begin to take on his nature. But also we begin to love the things that he loves. That's the Holy Spirit's work within us. Jesus was really clear on this. We've already read the first part of this, this verse. The first, Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your strength, with all your soul, in that sort of order. But that's, that is the most important thing. But what is amazing to me and what has just punched me this week, it says this, the second, he said, is equally as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. And in Matthew, it actually says that everything else that we do in our faith, everything else that we do in our life, all hangs off these two commandments. Love the Lord your God, but equally love one another. I don't know about you, but that just has hit me this week, that I have to love you as much as I love God. Why is that? Because God's heart is to love you. And therefore, he is in place within me. He's given us this new heart to love one another, to love each other. That's the mission. That's everything else we do. Every ministry we build on comes from those two. Seeking God, loving God, loving others. Uh, If that wasn't enough, Jesus then raises the bar even more. Because in John 13, he then says this. We've got 10 commandments. John 13, he says, this is so important. This is so foundational. I'm giving you a new commandment. I'm adding this, if you haven't already got it, to the other 10. This is my commandment. And I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. So we haven't just got to love one another. We've actually got to love each other the way Jesus loves us. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That in this place is the closest you will ever come to heaven on earth because love is here. Because God's love is here. And then again, in John 15, it says, This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. But this is my command. Love one another. Um, I was really challenged when we were singing that song, Waiting Here For You, because I thought, wow, that means all that I'm going about to say is how God is coming so what and what he's asking of me and waiting here for you isn't just a nice as it drew was saying a fuzzy feeling of joy it's him challenging us to more as we talk that's what he's doing so we can see that God has designed our connect um, within the church our church to be through love in fact he has commanded it to be through love and I as I've been thinking over the last couple of weeks I've, I've found this a real challenge um, there's so many things God has said, yeah, you've got to change that bit. You've got to put that down. You've got to let go of that because I've got to aim high to love his way. And it seems an impossibility to love like Jesus did because his love is so great. It's so high, isn't it? And so wide and deep. And yet if we don't, if we don't value his presence, if we want his spirit moving among us, if we don't love the way he does, it's going to be for nothing. It's going to be worth nothing. In Corinthians, he describes doing all these amazing things that come out of being God-centered as being like a clanging cymbal. And we 
don't want that. We don't want that. Our church doesn't want that. God has created us to be a body, CLC together, and then the different congregations. And God's response in Genesis when he created things was to look at them and say, that's good. The end of each day, he looked at what he'd made and said, that's good. When he looks at Hereford, he says, that's good. When he looks at Leominster, he says, that is good. When he looks at Ledbury, he says, that is good. When he looks at Ross, he says, that is good. And he, in fact, Mo said that he says we're adorable, that he loves us. And Corinthians says, just as a body, though one has many parts, all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. So we are a body designed by God, created by God, and we are each designed to be a part of it designed to fit together with love holding us together. It even says the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot see to the feet, I don't need you. We may not always get why God has put certain people in our church. We may struggle with some people, we may find others harder to get on with, but that's our problem. It's, it's us that's got to deal with it um, because God has put his perfect creation together and actually we just have to get on with loving the way God asks. We have to value the body we've been put in. We have to love the people God has joined us to. God looks at our creation of our church, our congregations and says, that's good. He sees love, but he is saying there's more. Reach higher. Seek after more. In 1 Corinthians 13, famous verses, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Wow, what a challenge that is. We've said, God, we're waiting here for you. And he's saying, okay, get on and love each other. That's what I'm asking you. That's what I'm asking you to reach after and seek after. That Those verses are so often quoted at weddings, but actually they follow straight on from the uh, Corinthians talking about the body and being knit together. And so actually, though it's lovely to read at weddings and it applies to marriage, it's talking about here. It's talking about me and you. It's talking about you and you. It, it's talking about us and so as we seek to develop an ever deepening culture of love this is where we aim for this is our pattern this is God's design this is what we need to chase after and the enemy will try and entice us away from our united purpose of love he will get us to fight, to argue, to be distracted by anything irrelevant or less important, anything. But we have to come back 
to this model. We have to fix our eyes on this. And we need to seek after this. We need to run after it with the power of the Holy Spirit to change us, to renew us, to heal. We need to chase after loving like this. I need to be patient. I need to be kind. I need to think more of others and less of ourselves. We need to honour each other. We need to need to be not easily angered. We need to protect. We need to persevere. There are some bits of that you'll probably find easier to do than others. Andrew always says he finds it very easily to no, keep no record of wrongs because he just doesn't remember them. <laughs> However, I find that one a real, real challenge. We've been married for nearly 35 years and I can probably remember things which I'm trying really hard to let go of and put down. <laughs> um, from 34 years ago, probably. I, I, and so I've had to work really, really, really hard at that. But I can tell you, the Holy Spirit is true to his word. He is a helper. And he says that, and he says, just ask me. I'm desperate for you to ask me. I'll come and help you again and again and again and again. If you just chase after no record of wrongs, I'll be there for you. And I'll come and help you. And he's true good to his word. So it's not just the stuff we're good at. We're going to love that way. We're going to embrace all of that. So we will need to put down stuff we've been hanging on to. There will be things we need to stop doing. And there will be things we need to start doing. We need to be prepared for the spirit to change us. He is just waiting for us to ask. We need to be prepared for the spirit to help her. The helper is waiting to be asked, desperate to help us, because that's what he's on earth for. God looks at our church and he says, wow, look at that church. Look at that body. Isn't it fantastic? He is dreaming of what he can do, what the world will see through us and in us. And you're and we're all included. But it's like everything in life, it's a choice. God doesn't make us do anything, but there's a choice. You had an envelope when you came in, and in that envelope is a piece of jigsaw. Perfectly shaped. You are a piece of jigsaw in our church, that the picture without you is incomplete. That there are people that you need to love. There are people that you need to reach out to, but there's a place that you have something to bring. And we have something to bring to you. Together, together, the picture is perfect. It's beautiful. Just take that home. Just as a reminder that when you're not here, when you're not with us, there's something missing. We're missing something. We're here in this time, in this place, to connect, to be together. Amen. Good. Can I hand over to Jason and Paula? Or even Paula. Okay, so the next pillar that we're going to be looking at is grow. So we've seen that our life is 100% for God. And that we do this loving him and loving others. But also he calls us to grow. So the sentence goes like this. Jesus has reconnected us to God. But we are not perfect yet. 
His Spirit working us, free us from the things that harm us. His Spirit make us more like Jesus. We desire inner transformation, lifelong growth. And then the paragraph that goes with this is, we seek a church where God's Spirit transforms our lives to make us more like Jesus, where every person grows and develops in their faith and is trained and equipped for life and ministry enabling them to fulfill their God-given destinies. A church where there is multiplication of gifts and ministries to new people, the next generation, and a church that is called to act as a resource for the wider church in Hereford and beyond. So did you know that our salvation, the day we say yes to Christ, or maybe our baptism's day, is not the end of the journey in our Christian journey, it's just the beginning. And then we are called to grow, which fly, give fruit, um, and that just happened uh, when we allow the spirit to work in our lives from inside out. Um, the icon for growth that we use is uh, weight that you use at the gym. And you know, the first time that you go to the gym, or even first week you go to the gym after going a long time, it really hurts. You feel next day everything. Um, and the thing about growth is that it hurts, it takes effort, it takes discipline, it takes something from you um, to start. But actually, for those that go to the gym every day, um, you feel great. You feel great when you're in, in the gym. It's hard to get there, but when you're there, it feels good. Um, you start to feel strong. And the thing is, the more strong you get, the more weight you start to get. And the more weight you start to get, the stronger you get. And you're able to do more. Um, you become healthy. The thing is that we want to say today that as a church, we want to see each one of us healthy because we love each other. And as we seek God's presence, this is what happens. This is what the Spirit does. He starts to show us what healthy looks like, what growth looks like in our Christian journey. Um, let me just read the Bible verse that we put. I lost my notes there. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. You now we are working in our spiritual gene, um, not just for today, not for the strength that we need, uh, for the struggles that we have today or even the struggles that we're going to face tomorrow, we're doing this for eternity. We know the worth that it has um, to be in God's presence, but not just for today, for forever. Um, this is why we want to encourage you to engage with what's happening, not just on the Sundays, but beyond the Sundays. Um, there's a reason why Jesus asked us to be as a body, um, because growth happens when we together look for growth and seek growth. Amen. So we're just on the rough end of summer, although it just turned up this week apparently. And who pre-summer at some point thinking about the gym thought it would be better if I had a better beach board for the beach? <laughs> Clearly you guys are way into the gym at the moment. Um, most of us prefer at some point to get fitter, get healthier, get leaner, get me not meaner. Um, and 
what we want to aspire to, we often find excuses of why we don't get there. Going to the gym, lifting weights, running is a simple command. Lift, run, push, challenge. In itself, it's simple. A lot of the things you're going to hear today are simple things. Read your Bible, pray, turn up. That's, that's a summation of, sorry guys, I just summed up. <laughs> um, that's, it's simple, but it is hard in the long run. Each and every day you turn up, it gets difficult. It gets harder. It gets trickier. But here's the thing about this verse we've just read. For physical training is of some value, your beach bod is definitely something to be working towards. However, godliness has value for all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come, because you know what's going to happen even more than going to the beach is that he is coming back. Jesus is coming back for his church, for his bride. We're not just talking about some life epithets that will get you through the next kind of next few decades and make you feel better. We are talking about there'll be, there'll come a day, a judgment day where Jesus comes back for his church or you'll stand in front of your maker and you're not going to care about your beach bod. You're going to be caring about the spiritual man that you've been feeding, training, equipping, and growing in your soul. This is not just a word that looks good with a fancy icon. This is the life to come. This is the eternity that you're going to be building towards. So the next verse from Ephesians says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. And the next verse says, from whom the whole body, and this is so important from what Andrew and Karis have said, the whole body, which means if there's someone next to you that should be here, that isn't, the whole body is missing a part. The whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working together properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This church is not about an individualistic perspective on life. This, is, this church is not about me, myself, and I. This church is about us. This church is about we. This church is about you. The body cannot build itself up in love if it's full of individuals who are looking only to their own interests. What does that mean? There are three C's. For, there are three C's for growth: challenge, change, and circumstance. We've mentioned that simple things sound simple, but become very challenging. Turn up at church on a Sunday. Oh, you're being legalistic. Turn up at church on a Sunday. First four weeks, easy. Fifth week, maybe you had a late night the night before. Maybe you couldn't sleep. Suddenly, turn up. It's now a challenge. How are you going to respond? I've got three kids. How does that work with getting to church on time? Well, it doesn't work very well. <laughs> it's a challenge I'm, I'm learning, to, learning to live with at the moment. But God brings challenges into your every day to cause you to grow. Those challenges don't limit you. They push you to growth. When you lift weights, you don't stay on the same 10K for the rest of your life. Once you've got that mastered, you go on to 12. You go on to 14. You overcome these by the power of the presence of Jesus in you. So how do we get 
this power of Jesus in as well. The moment you accepted Christ, he is in your life. But where do we go from there? The next verse that we have in Peter says, you also, like living stones, like a rock, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are not here on Sunday morning about faces and feelings. We are here on Sunday mornings for souls and your spiritual formation. Yes, we do not need a church full of people who are simply happy on a Sunday and leave straight away. This church is built around you growing up to become like Jesus through Jesus with Jesus. Your spiritual life matters. Just turning up is great and it's a start. It might be the biggest challenge for some of you. However, Monday morning is that same heart to turn up with the message of the gospel, the presence of Christ in your life still there. God has given each of you a purpose, a space, and a destiny to take hold of. That puzzle piece that Andrew was talking about is not just the same puzzle piece for each and every single person. There is a supernatural gifting in each and every one of you to be fulfilled in this church. If you are missing, if your family are missing, we are missing you. We need you. So I love you, but we need to help each other. We need to support each other. We need to challenge each other. We need you. To grow. Jesus is the goal. Jesus isn't next to us, through us, in us, with us. There is nothing that you cannot overcome that he has not already won for you. Amen. Okay, last slide. So we can never take out of context how grow looks like. So it's always putting God in the center and it's always, it's never um, in the detriment of someone else. So it's always made in love. So we grow with God at the center and with others in mind. So as a church, we have lots of different things that you can get involved, that you can serve, that you can participate to grow spiritually. And for some of you, growth may look different. Some of you may need five kilos. Some of you may need a hundred kilos. Um, but it's up to you to go and seek for that weight because there's lots of opportunity to get involved with. So I'm just going to go through them and be quick. So you can be part of a connect group. Um, there's training or people with lots of experience that can support and help you. You can lead a connect group. You can be part of things like the conference that we put in place. You can come to prayer service, prayer, monthly prayer. You can get involved in 20 days of fasting. If you miss a Sunday, you still can listen to one of the messages on the podcast. You can volunteer and serve in so many areas that are going to support your growth. You, even you're giving your tithe, you're going to support you grow in your journey of surrendering to God. You can get, be part of the 24 prayer. You can volunteer in things like venture, um, revive, and so many other things that we have in place. But it's up to you to be diligent and be um, have zeal for your growth. As well, I'm trying to sum up.
Thank you. Morning. So I'm Tony. This is Leslie. We're on the uh, on the graveyard. I know the night shift. We need come to an end, but it's good stuff. Yeah. You're not convinced. Okay. We've done the Godward. Yeah. We've done the inward. Us. Final bit of this whole thing is the outward. Our reach. Okay. So we're going to look very very briefly at our reach, what that's all about. And in a way, that's almost the easiest one to do because it's the one that's the most obvious. It's the one that you can see the most. It's got the most, you know, you can say, oh yeah, I can do that and see that. So let's look at our statement of vision first. So we believe that God intends his love to reach everyone. Okay, that should be the next slide up there for us. Good man. So the love we were talking about this morning is not just for us to keep it's for us to give away. That's what we're here to do. We are called to unconditionally love. Oh, boy, I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Unconditionally love and serve the world. We are to be the hands and feet of God in Herefordshire, the nation and the world. So what is the church we seek? What are we looking for as church? So we seek a church significant both in size and influence. A church that reaches out to the local community and beyond in practical ways, spreading the good news of Jesus and growing through the addition of new Christians. We see this church, this church, sending out missionaries locally, nationally, and internationally, as well as planting and growing new churches. Since CLC started back in the 1970s, since we started in the 1970s in a small farmhouse, the White House Farm near Ross, we have seen its influence grow and its reach grow. From one small gathering of spirit-filled born-again Christians who wanted to see more than they were seeing in the churches they were in, we now reach out to pretty much most of Herefordshire, including Hereford, Ross, Lempster, Ledbury, and beyond. In the past, we've sent and received missionaries from around the world including Brazil, Malawi, Uganda, Belgium, Germany. Even now, right now, we have Blake Parker from here, currently working with the church in Guyana in Brazil. Yeah? We've got Levi from our Lempster church, who in January is hoping to go out there as well and spend time with the church there. And not only that, but, you know, we've got missionaries who are part of us here. Yay. All right. Couples who have lived with us, spent years with us. Okay. And in, uh, very soon, we're going to be getting um, another person coming over, Adri- Adriano Donzelli. Okay. He's going to come over from that same church in Brazil to work with us. Opportunity to be part of God's mission 
And we're still looking for more. Even now we are exploring opportunities for next year, the year after, to send teams, to send people abroad to different places. So watch this space. You could be one of those people that God wants to send abroad. Amen? Amen. Why? To fulfill the mandate God has given us as a church to reach the ends of the earth and to demonstrate God's love for everybody. So we believe that following Jesus means following the same calling to reach the lost and the suffering just as Jesus did. This is laid out in Isaiah 61. This was, this was Jesus saying, this is my mandate and this is your mandate. Let's just read it. It's very familiar to us. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Come on. For the Lord has anointed me, you, me, to, pre, to bring good news to the poor. You've got an anointing for that. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favour has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. You see, what this is telling us is that we're in, we are anointed as a church to follow the footsteps of Jesus and fulfill his mission that he started. And today our vision is to continue to seek new ways, new opportunities to fulfill this mandate. That's what we're trying to do in a sense, you know, but not just us, everyone. How can we, what, what's God telling us to do? Where is God going to send us? How is God going to do it? What part am I going to play in doing that? We want to continue to expand our reach. We're not stopping where we are. We want to continue to grow. We want to continue to reach across the county of Herefordshire. We want to see the county of Herefordshire change for Jesus. Amen? That's what our, that's what our reach is all about. But also to go there. So what does that mean? Well, what does it mean for me? What does it mean for you? What is your reach? And how can you grow it? So there are many ways already over the years where we have reached and where we can continue to reach. And Leslie's going to share some of those with us now. She is, and while she just gets her note, she's going to say, wow, this is so good to see Hereford, Ross, Lemster, and Ledbury Church together. It's like, wow, it really is exciting, and it's just lovely looking around at you. We mentioned earlier about a cross-generational church, and it's just so lovely, so, so glorious to see you all here, cross-generational. And most of you I know, some of you I don't, but hopefully I'll get to know you with our bring and share shortly. Okay, so Thomas Aquinas said that we should be loving God and what he loves. Hasn't that just come through already? Loving God and what he loves. Jesus said in John 15, he only does what he sees his father doing. I hope when I get before my maker, I can say, I only do what I see you doing, that my life has been for his glory. We sang that earlier on in a song. That's my mission and vision. But we've done various things over the years. Um, we joined Christian Life Church about 35 years ago, just as we were purchasing this building. It was City Church then. 
And it had a little painting, or it might have been needlework, and it said on it, showing how long ago it was, it said, this is a house of praise, prayer, and outreach. That is sown in our DNA. It's not just about our vision for now. It's what's been in our DNA over the years. And it's what God keeps confirming and affirming. So it's not something we've just come up with. It's in us. Okay, so I, there is a slide that goes on to show some of the outreach. This is by no means an end or start of the list. Alpha. Ross is starting their own Alpha soon. Yeah, joining with another church to do that. Great. Rainbows are mums and tots. I have to say that's been going about 33 years. Wow. I was one of the group of four ladies that started it, and I am so pleased it's still going, and Evelyn's taking that on. Stay and play, Little Miracle, starting up um, in Ross, Noah's Ark, Holiday Clubs, Hallelujah, Glow Party, Light Party, Martha's Kitchen, Feeding the Homeless, um, Night Stop, Street Pastors, a lot of people here help with venture doing Street Pastors, Family Pastors, John, um, working to John Curl, Urban Angels, um, Revive Community Shop, the Evangelism Teams, Christmas and Easter Services. And there is more. I haven't even got to True North, where they used to meet on a Friday evening. And there was a brilliant, spontaneous one in Lemster back in COVID, when there was lots of people queuing to get their jabs. And actually, do you know what Lemster did? And I was amazed and I wish I could have been there. They stopped their meeting. They put the kettle on full blast and they went out and served hot tea and coffee to let the people of Lemster that were waiting for their COVID jabs know the love of Jesus. You know what? It doesn't have to be planned. This is all about our reach to people out there demonstrating the love of God. I'm going to say a little bit about Revive because there's just so much going on there. It's our cafe out in the foyer. It's a transforms in the, in the week to a community cafe. And we are reaching our local community. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. It's run mainly by a group of amazing volunteers they come in week on, week out. They are dedicated. They are committed to showing the love of Jesus. People come in. They love the atmosphere. They feel welcomed. It's reducing isolation and it's supporting people. Some people might just want to come in and have someone to talk to. Other people might be offered prayer. What an opportunity. What a reach. Um, we had Caroline and Trevor join CLC a couple of years ago. She'd had a dream that she'd be in a church praying, sharing her faith. She knew she was coming to Herefordshire. She went online. She found a church, this one, that had a cafe. She joined online originally. She's just retired, and that's exactly what she's doing now. She helps here on a Wednesday. She is sharing her faith. Amen. God is so good. We have an increasing number of activities, safe space, art group, creative cafe, um, which started last Friday, health services come and hold a dementia cafe once a week, we're working with Putts and Baptist to start debt advice counselling, and a lone parent support group are looking to work with us. We have an opportunity to reach, to share the gospel, share our faith, be the hands and feet of Jesus. I'm really excited that this week we've got Stay and Play starting as well. Evelyn has given up working full time. She's moved back home. I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. So that she can commit to what God has put on her heart to work with children. 
when I tell that to people in the council or the people that I meet outside, it's like, what? She's doing that? And I think there's people in here that it might be all listening online and God's doing something in your heart or he will be doing something in your heart. And you know, you're going to be thinking, I want to plow into the kingdom. I want to plow into eternity. Amen. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Brilliant, thank you. So already so many opportunities for us to reach. And there will be more. There will be more. Okay? And some of those are in you now. As Leslie said, you know, what's God putting in your heart? So as with all of this, it's about taking up a personal challenge. Okay? So if we just put the last uh, slide up on there. So what's our challenge? So some questions just for you to ponder really as you, when, as you go and think. Where is your mission field? Who is God putting on your heart to reach? And how does he want you to reach them? And how are you going to expand your reach over this next season? And how can we help? Because we want to help as much as possible to enable you and us to fulfill our mandate. Yeah? That's what we're here for. We're here to walk with you, to help you to do that. And I just want to finish off with a very sort of visual thing, but like Andrew and Karis with the thing. What I'd like you to do, please, is I'd like you all, if you can, stand up. This is a, a, a sort of a visual representation of our reach. Firstly, I'd like you, please, to put your hands out left and right. Like that. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Who just got hit by somebody? Who got touched by somebody? Put your... No, no, no. Who touched somebody? Put your hand up. Who actually touched somebody? Right next to you. Okay, so in a way, that's your local reach. Put your hands down a minute. That's your local reach. Yeah? Was that easy? It wasn't hard, was it? It wasn't hard to touch the person next to you. It wasn't hard to reach the person next to you. That doesn't take a lot of effort. And that could be your workmate. You're with them every day. It could be your schoolmate, your school friend. It could be a college friend. It could be the person out um, when you, you take the children to school. In a way, that's your easy one. Because you, you haven't got to do a lot. They're there. They're with you. They're next to you. The harder part sometimes is actually expanding that reach. How do you grow that reach? Well, what I'd like you to do now, please, is reach out and actually touch somebody, if you don't mind, sorry, in a nice way, on their shoulder maybe. But I'd like you to find somebody who you can't reach and reach them. Just do it now, very quickly. Five seconds, just reach somebody, anybody you like. <laughs> okay. Okay, stop. Stop, 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 stop. It's supposed to be really quick. Okay. To do that, did you have to move? Oh, okay. What is that telling us? Okay. Do you know what? It takes more effort. But that is part of our, you know, in a sense, that's the grow as well. That's the whole element. Everything we've come through. It's all about with God, connected to God, connected to each other, we can start to reach the world. But we need to grow in that and also we need, to, we need to get out of our comfort zone. We need to move. Question is, are you prepared to move? What is God saying 
where to move, how to move. Yeah? And that's the challenge. Amen? Amen. Thank you, guys. Sit yourselves down. Hallelujah. Let's just see if we got... What is the first one? You can say, okay. You spoke too much already. Let's get the first one. The second. The third. And the fourth. This week, I got someone selling me something really interesting. Uh, so JP, do you know, I was at Revive with a couple that comes to church. They're from uh, Welcome Team. I said, do you know why we stayed in CLC when we came to visit? I said, why? Because this church had a vision. So, wow. Yeah. So when we, we were visiting churches and when we saw CLC, I found a vision. And most of the people we perish because not because we don't have strength or something. It's because we don't have a vision. We don't have an identity. So we're, we're talking this. And we're going to show a video now. Because we have so much to celebrate. And most of all, because this is not our story. Can you do this? This is my story. This is not the story of the eldership. It's not the story of the leaders. This is the story of who God called you to be part of. And we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying for the elders. We're going to be praying uh, uh, for each other. But today there's so much to celebrate. There's a short video. There's no sound. I can sing, but I don't. Uh, so it's going to be just with no sounds. Because there's so much to celebrate. Today there's th three birthdays and a birth that we want to celebrate. So I'm going to explain that a little bit more just after the video. 